Greetings, my fellow freedom love sovereign thinkers. Thank you for tuning to LL3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitted from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Saturday, June 10th, 2023. This is episode 1661. The capitalists who fear capitalism and why is the establishment so scared of RFK Jr.? Before I proceed, you can follow me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Just type in Loki Luck number three, Loki Luck Roman number three, three eyes, or the Loki Luck Roman number three podcast. Furthermore, if you want to contact me on any information, suggestions, questions, comments, criticisms, etc., whatever you do, please use the quorum. Go to Loki Luck number zero three at protomail.com. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck. Number three. All right, so another hype hoopla propaganda move on Donald J. Trump. They're saying 37 indictments. Now they're unsealed. It's just another song and dance, my friends, a distraction. One thing the Uniparty, also known as the Bushite clan, wants to end the populist movement. Whether you like President Trump or not, it's irrelevant. It's just a dangerous president that's been used for millenniums in the political realm. Witch hunt, scapegoat, and they can't even take care of themselves. A projection fetish they have. And if you let this go and laugh about it, it can happen to one you may support, like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. That'll be gunning for him. They did this, they did something similar to Congressman Ron Paul. And of course, we got to always focus on Julian Assange. Anyone that's considered dissident is a extreme terrorist in their eyes, which has been announced 20, almost 22 years ago, close to 22 years ago to be exact, when George W. Bush as president at the State of the Union Address, announced the war on terror. It's very simplistic and self-explanatory. Nothing is that amazes me on what is happening. If you are a yes boy, an Uncle Tom, a bend over Bob or Bod, Bod means prostitute, B-A-W-D, they will cater to you. This is happening around the world. But we focus on these United States because all the parasites out there that couldn't stand a person, all the most corrupt, wicked individuals, and they're very pretentious about it. 
There will be the ones, if it blows back in their faces, crying like wolves in heat and banshees out of lust. It's coming, folks. That's how why the Roman Empire fell, because people screwed around, took things for granted, power-hungry, psychic vampires. But that spell is deteriorating right in front of our eyes. Of course, you have individuals out there still who follow the pathetic, despising, mainstream garbage media, the has-beens, wash-up hacks. I know they, they got rid of their CEO from CNN. I wonder why, because their ratings suck. Plain and simple, right? And like I talked about yesterday, about Gavin Newsom wants to do this treasonous 28th Amendment on my last episode. Why? They want that power. They want the state over the people. They want to follow the herd and believe the one world order will reward them. <laughs> They're just as expendable. Nothing more than numbers. Of course, that's how I Examine the world, right? I'm no expert or genius either. All you have to do is connect the dots and study history. And you can figure it out. Of course, people use the Bible as well. Hey, you know, but multiple books of information. Don't get offended by that. Never. And of course, they're even talking about food shortages. Affecting the United States, there was a big crop um, scarce that in Kansas, the wheat, the wheat crops has been the low since 1957. Remember, the states and the states are involved in this too. They want to control. All you gotta do is look at the look at the documents on his face, the Library of Congress. We'll give, give you all this much money to uh, not to, to, to terminate some of the food crops. Wasteful. Huh. Bribes. Centralization is evil. And all these political activists, experts out there, so-called paper, many of them paper tigers, Need to start looking a little further. When the government knows best, it turns to manure. And so I'm just, you know, gonna let this on uh, my chest because the past is today's greatest teacher. And many individuals out there don't see it that way. So I'm going, I was going through here on censor.news and um, a lot of interesting stuff here. The natural news is Donald Trump finally going to tell the truth about Big Pharma. Well, we'll wait and see, right? Pedo platform, Instagram algorithms promote a vast pedophile network report reveals. But if you put out strong information to get people to think they want to shadow ban you. Or delete you. Remember, it's part of that whole meta network, right? Which, according to he in Hebrew, means death. 
Hi, I'm Mike Zuckerberg. Do you find my voice very attractive? And here's Breitbart. Schumer Jeffries responds to Trump indictment. No one is above the law. Yep. Dumb and Dumber from New York believes guilty to proven innocent. The Gino and the Uncle Tom. Yep. Another both established yes men. And here's what's here on Breitbart. I knew some. I'm not answering how many people tell me to run because Biden's not fit, I think. Well, who cares, right? And here's one about Garth Brooks. Calls Bud Light boycotters assholes following transgender Dylan Mulvaney controversy. Well, I was never a big fan of Garth Brooks anyway. Menudo country, right? Yeah, well. I never, I never really care for Anheuser-Busch products, so for me, it's like, whatever. But you know what? I don't need it. Without us, they're nothing. And Dershowitz said here on Breitbart, Part of, parts of Trump indictment are damning, but most isn't different from what Hillary and others did. That is true. Pick and choose, right? Alright, let me just see here. Is there about to be a fake alien invasion from InfoWars? They're all pushing for that, um... What is it, the whole, uh, UFOs now? And I'm, I'll say this. When, they, when the state wants to exploit it, think about Project Bluebeam. Yes, I believe the universe is a lot more complex than what we know. There's many people out there have witnessed UFOs. There's stuff there I question as well. So, um, yeah, you got a... As part of their one word order agenda? Absolutely. And over right here, the expose, COVID-related news, descent into madness. And... SHTFplan.com, you can't depend on the state to maintain public order. Uh-huh. And COVID blog, no, that's old, old news there. Of course, WND, World Net Daily, indictment of Trump is a declaration of war. And Epoch Times, Biden, Labor Secretary, pressed by Congress over trafficking of underage migrants. A North Carolina doctor on video discussing treating eight-year-olds with puberty blockers. And how about this? Millions who died at the hands of communism honored in Washington. Huh. Yeah, okay. And your news. Red America's favorite restaurant chain just went woke. Huh. Let's see what that's about. On yours.news.com. Let me just see here. Where are you? Bop, bop, bop. Crackle Barrel under fire for posting rainbow colored rocking chair on social media. Oh, well. I was never be crazy about their food anyway. It depends. They got their pros and cons like everybody else. Well, you know what? If, as long as it doesn't sell it, they'll get rid of it. Yep, let me see here. 
Any farmer of them, Ruben Gallego, took thousands of campaign cash from drug companies, of course. It's from here, LifeSite News. Cardinal Dolan condemns Dodgers honoring drag nuns. This isn't some benevolent humorous group. And, of course, the um, Conservative Tribune, Activision removes popular Call of Duty player skin after its real-world inspiration. Who cares? And bigly politics, Matt Walsh exposes the medical malpractice industry behind butchering the genitals of transgender people. Of the transgender, yeah. And um, future headline, President Harris appoints drag queen in chief to top military brass. That's the Daily Bell. And, uh, of course, the Washington Free Reagan. Watch Joe Biden's senior moment of the week, number 46. Yeah, elderly abuse. Even though he's a Bushite chump. And a pawn of the game. Always have, always will. If people want me to respect him, never. All right, and, of course, SHCF basics. Some mistakes you should avoid after an EMP attack. Okay, survival.news. Good stuff there, folks. You always look at these things. And right here. Ukrainian forces target civilians and took during Battle of Bakhmut. That's the great game, India. And, of course, you got, got, you got guys like uh, Mike Pence, who was running for president. Wants to send more F-16s to Ukraine. Yes, he's an imperious hack. Lord, thank you for supporting me. Have me support the New World Order in Jesus' name. Amen. Blasphemy. The people from all sides are suffering from it, and it's unacceptable in my book. This is from Post Millennial. Breaking. MTG reveals FBI has two more two more informant files on alleged Biden corruption. Huh. Nothing new, right? And reclaim the net, Hong Kong authorities battle to get Google to censor song by pro-democracy groups. Just news. New York Senate approves health care coverage for undocumented individuals. Yep. They don't want to call them illegal immigrants because that's called racist. Shoot. Don't care if they're wider than me. Alright. Yep. And, um... Oh, the Sharia Deception. Rare Foundation. Exposing America. Imam... Tom Fanchin's false narrative to non-Muslims. Yep, statism. Like everything else here. And, of course, uh, Moscow courts reduced the sentence of convicted U.S. investor. Even, uh, what's his name? Um, Edward Snowden spoke out about the Trump indictment. He says it's uh, very deceptive, too. And uh, we go to Remix. Unbelievable betrayal. Check opposition calls for extraordinary meeting after government approves EU agreement. And right down here, they want to turn Hungary into an immigration country by force. EU nations forced to accept migrants. Yeah. And of course, um, they're holding their ground in the government, in the state, of, in, in the Hungarian government. Remember, they see the Club of Rome, like I do. And WUWT, good reasons to be skeptical of alien spaceship claims. What's up with that? Yeah, so, um, 
100% fed up. Justin, Eastern Idaho is ready to call it quits and join another state. Here's why. The Greater Idaho Project. And it's um, it's getting big right now. So I'm going to have to definitely check that out. Good stuff, folks. It's getting there on the Eastern Idaho Project. And that's create your own state. Give Portland and Salem the big middle finger. They shouldn't dictate to the rest of the rest of that beautiful area. Unacceptable. And Ukraine officially unveils counter-offensive counter against Russia. That's the um, new American. There's a video thing here, too. The origins and evolution of LGBTQ tyranny in America. And Zero Hedge, VDH, remembering the honor, the horrors of D-Day. That is true. And we'll go right down here. SGT report, a moment of epical change has arrived. Of course, all right. Of course, 37 indictment, indicted, 37 counts on Biden. Yep. Jeffrey Sachs, America's war and the U.S. debt crisis, a strategic culture. Rejecting foundational truth, the demonic movement, perverting the image of God, the Harbingers Daily. My dog's whining. Of course, um, this is RFK Jr.'s uh, um, Children's Health Defense. Reckless and extreme FDA panel recommends new RSV shot for use in healthy infants. Yeah, so they want to Make them to zombies, lab rats, all that. NDT, indictment against former Trump, President, former President Donald Trump. Definitely check that out. And ooh, American greatness. Remember the Khmer Rouge. Yes. The killing fields, folks. And of course, um, about three and a half million people were slaughtered by the hands of them and Pol Pot was using children. I know they had this S21 site um, area too, which a lot of young people now are um, were now growing up there as they're sentencing. So you should definitely check that out. So um, absolutely, a lot of uh, usual things are happening, but you know what? Decentralization is the key. Nullification is part of the American heritage. So who cares what people say, how they do it in other countries? If you don't like it, leave, folks. Pack your crap and get the hell out. Doesn't matter what you look like. Your ethics are weak if you have that mindset. If people get offended by it, who the hell cares? But, um, all right. Well, I'm going to be right back on my first segment. So stay tuned. All right, so this one came out yesterday. Actually, both articles I'm be reading came out around that time, and this one here came from DailyReckoning.com. The capitalists who fear capitalism. This is written by Jeffrey Tucker. As it reads here, among the many grim memories of lockdowns were brought it up. Local shops, boarded up local shops, excuse me. Meanwhile, long lines outside big box stores like Walmart, Kroger, Whole Food, and Home Depot 
For very strange reasons, small businesses were universally declared to be non-essential, whereas the big chains were deemed essential. This amounted to a massive industrial subsidy to large companies, which merged from the pandemic period, richer and more bloated than ever. Meanwhile, millions of small businesses were utterly wrecked. Nearly every day, my inbox fills with tragic stories of family businesses that were just going when the lockdowns came and destroyed everything. Not enough of these stories were ever told. Major media were not interested. The government loans, PPP, later mostly forgiven, could not possibly make up the difference for the losses from old-fashioned revenue. In addition, their supply chains were wrecked because they were either starved for business or gobbled up by the large companies. There are no firm numbers, but it's possible 25-40% to of small businesses closed permanently. Dreams were shattered and millions of jobs were disrupted or destroyed. As a result, retail trade declared non-essential except for chosen businesses has yet to recover in employment. Despite the frantic hiring, neither has hospitality. However, the information sector declared essential across the board is larger than ever. A brutal attack on free markets. It was a brutal attack on commercial freedom, but what a way to gain an industrial advantage. The American economy is supposed to rest on competition as an ideal. That was the opposite. Lockdowns were the bolstering of industrial cartels, particularly in the information sector. Even today, all these companies benefit from this period in which they are able to deploy their unfair advantages against their smaller competitors. The entire disaster was an attack on property rights, free enterprise, and the competitive economy. Incredibly, the regulators offered a public health rationale. They were issuing every manner of edict concerning ventilation, social distancing, plexiglass, Silly stickers everywhere and capacity restrictions. Later, these companies added vaccine mandates. These all benefit the larger corporations and exterminate the small businesses that could not afford to comply or could not risk alienating labor with shot demands. Consider the capacity restrictions alone. If you are a restaurant that serves 350 to 500 people, a capacity limit of 50% is going to hit the bottom line too hard. It's rare in even normal times for these places to fill up. But across the street, if you have a family-owned coffee shop where the seating for 10 is almost almost always packed, cutting that by half is devastating. It cannot survive. It was the same with the distancing requirements. Only the largest businesses could implement and enforce them. Big business is often the biggest enemy. I can recall standing outside waiting in lines to be chosen to be the next person entitled to go into the store. As I approached the door, some masked up employee would sanitize a shopping cart and push it away 
push it my way so it may so as to maintain six feet distance. Smaller local shops cannot afford to hire extra employees for such ridiculous jobs needed to serve everyone who showed up. Only the well-heeled places could afford some such antics. And this is precisely why the large corporations did not complain too much about lockdowns. They watched their bottom lines swell even as their competitiveness were crushed. It was the perfect embodiment of Milton Friedman's dictum that big business is often the biggest enemy of genuine capitalism. They far preferred industrial cartels of the sort of creating during the lockdowns. If we look back at the 20th century commercial history, we observe that in totalitarian societies, such cartels thrive. This was true in the Soviet Union, which featured state-owned companies that held a full monopoly, not only in its stores, but also for the products they would sell, one brand of everything you need. The principle of essential and non-essential thrive under Soviet communism like never before. The real meaning of fascism. But it was the same in fascist-style economic structures, too. The German economy under Nazi rule privileged the largest industrial players who became agents of state power. This was true for Volkswagen, Krupp, Farben, and a host of munitions manufacturers. It was the opposite of a competitive economy. It was socialism with German characteristics. Italy, Spain, and France did the same. Prevailing intellectual opinion in the 1930s celebrated the cartelization of industry as more scientific and less wasteful than competitive free markets. Fashionable books at the time cheered on the way such cartels made possible scientific planning for the whole of society. Reading through Benito Mussolini's manifesto on fascism today prompts the question, once you replace the nation with globe, what precisely would the WEF disagree with here? Fascism asserts not the rights of commerce, but its fundamental duty to serve the state. What can be more consistent with this view than the claim that some businesses are essential to state priorities and others are not. This is what was created during lockdowns in the U.S. and around the world. I have intended to think that this was all an outgrowth of disease, panic, and bad thinking. Well-intentioned policy, they went very badly. But what if it wasn't? What if the whole point of the industrial segregation and cartel creation was to run a real-time test of the full vision of a corporatist state? It is not crazy speculation. Amazon loved lockdowns. The case of Amazon is particularly intriguing. It benefited massively from lockdowns. Meanwhile, its founder and CEO, Jeff Bezos, had already bought the Washington Post, which very aggressively and daily pushed the lockdown's narrative throughout the entire period. There is nothing wrong with gratitude for 
Amazon's performance throughout the throughout, but the involvement of its founder and CEO in actively pushing for lockdowns, anxious to prolong them as possible, as long as possible, raised alarm bells. Or have a look at the March 2020 vi- vi- um, viral um, article called The Hammer and the Dance. Push hard by all the major social media outlets. The man who signed it is, is Thomas Puyo, excuse me, an educational um, entrepreneur pushing digital learning. He had the he and the industry he represents made a windfall from lockdowns. The companies that massively benefited from lockdowns have been forced to pull back in hiring due to high interest rates, but they are still much larger than they were pre-lockdown. They will cling to their power and market domination through all means fair and foul. How to dislodge them and restore competition. We need another Ludwig Erhard. The historical president is post-war Germany when Ludwig Erhard took over as finance minister following the destruction of the Nazi government. He worked to dismantle industrial cartels but faced Massive resistance. The richest and most powerful corporate actors pushed back against his um, introduction of competition. You can see his story in the great 1958 book, Prosperity Through Competition. His um, priority focus was on decentralization, deregulation, cuts, and elimination of taxes that are barriers to business formation. Bolstering property rights, ending subsidies, stabilizing the current and otherwise encouraging as much freedom in the economic sphere. Freedom for the consumer and freedom to work must be explicitly recognized as inviolable basic rights by every citizen, Erhard wrote. To offend against them should be regarded as an outrage against society. Democracy and a free economy are as logically linked as a dictatorship and state control. His efforts produced the German economic miracle, d- during which the time the Germany German economy grew an annual average of 8.5% between 1948 and 1960 and caused the nation to be the most prosperous in Europe. And this happened at the same time that the UK was adopting ever more socialist and corporate corporativist forms of governance. The point is that industrial cartelization is not an unusual pattern. Big business has traditionally loathed competition and free enterprise. It would be naive to believe that they had no role in the destruction of American liberty and rights in those faithful days of lockdowns. Freedom is a historical exception. The norm in commercial life from the Middle Ages through the modern era has not been competition and freedom, but cartelization and despotism, with some exceptions beginning in the late 18th century through the Great War, also known as the Great Age of Liberalism of the Belle, Belle Epoque. 
What followed in the 20th century in many countries, coupled with economic crisis and war, was an egregious public-private partnership in the regulatory state that benefited the largest corporate players at the expense of startups and local companies. The introduction of digital commerce in the late 20th century threatened a new age of commercial freedom that came to a stretching halt with lockdowns of 2020. In this sense, lockdowns were not progressive at all, but profoundly conservative. In the old-fashioned sense of the term, it was an establishment fighting to preserve and entrench its power. Perhaps that was the whole point all along. All those crazy mandates, protocols, and recommendations served some purpose, and they sure weren't disease migration, mitigation, excuse me. They benefited those institutions that could afford to implement them while pushing their lower capitalized competition. The response should be obvious. Reparations for all for small businesses business and restoration of real commercial competition along the lines of post-war Germany. We need our own Ludwig Erhard and we need our own miracle. What can we say about that? Mr. Tucker is correct. It's very interesting because um, former state capitalism, monopolistic, neo-mercantilism, fascism, corporatism, what we've seen. Even look, government's trying to do the same thing. Did everything arbitrary, discriminatory, or in bad faith. State, local government don't matter. I called out the time in Broward County, let them know. Especially when the time Mayor Geller, who was commission, who was a mayor at the time, because they do as a chairman, want to do the lock, want to ease restrictions if more people get the shots. So they want to they, they want to talk about invade your privacy and play the game of involuntary servitude. He didn't like what I had to say, but I didn't care. He's not more than a lying putz anyway, a piece of garbage, based on his his actions. Trying to tell people about how to do their health, he can't even take care of himself. Those are the people I call out and despise. They're nothing more than derisive hacks. And I'm like, you know, browsing through about capitalism and all that. And Adam Smith is rolling in his grave. Another interesting quote here. What is capitalism? The introduction. And there's one quote here from Murray and Rothbard from Capitalism versus Statism, 1972. Free market capitalism is a network of free and voluntary exchanges in which producers work, produce, and exchange their products for the products of others through prices, voluntary arrived at. This is what Ayn Rand has to say about capitalism, the unknown idea in 1962. Capitalism is a social system based on the recognition of individual rights, including property rights, in which all property is privately owned. And Thomas J. DeLorenzo put this in his book, How Capitalism Saved America, The Untold History 
of our country from the pilgrims to the present. Very good information. And even there's some controversies now with the illegal immigration law in Florida may violate property rights in the E-Verify. That's why people ask me about Ron DeSantis. He has that centrist, uh, centristic uh, mindset based on his actions. Just to give you an example. This is why I'm, I'm, when, in the time of the lockdowns, I always say, Kiri Bono, Kiri Bono, who benefits. And what we've seen it right in front of our eyes. Big businesses. They are getting the, all the incentives. And the small, the, and the local shops, most of them got shut down. Unacceptable. By illegal laws, illegal orders. All you got to do is read your state constitution, folks. It's self-explanatory. This is why I let those bastards in Broward County commissions, commissioners, commissions, excuse me, in uh, 2021. I did a show on that, too. You can probably find it on Spreaker. Let them know how I felt about it. They didn't like what I said. I didn't give a damn. Because they were being parasitic. I was standing for freedom. All right, I'm going to do the final segment on RFK Jr., so stay tuned. All right, final segment here is a commentary from the organicprepper.com. I found this on Zero Hedge. Thank them. Support, you guys support these sites, folks. They're giving you some great information and. You won't get from the garbage media, right? Remember, they want to condemn the dissident in the name of the war on terror. Well, this one here came from Marie Hawthorne. Why is the establishment so scared of Robert RFK Jr.? As it reads here, the OP has suffered a lot of deplatforming, as Daisy has documented. This has been very difficult financially, but we're far from alone. One of the biggest public figures regularly getting shut down in Robert F. Kennedy is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., an official presidential candidate. RFK is constantly getting banned and smeared as an anti anti vaxxer, but is, but is he that crazy? Some background on RFK Jr. RFK Jr. was born famous and privileged, except, of course, for his father and uncle assassinated in his childhood. For a long time, RFK Jr. was best known as an environmental, environmental lawyer. He became involved in cleaning up the Hudson River in the 1980s as part of a court-mandated community service from a heroin arrest. His community service inspired him to work with multiple groups dedicated to clean up the Hudson. He eventually founded Waterkeeper Alliance in 1999. His environmental hero status didn't last, however. In 2005, he entered the vaccine debate after being contacted by parents of vaccine-injured children. Since then, it has been hard to find an article about RFK Jr. that doesn't begin by describing him as an anti-vaxxer. For about 15 years, most people, myself included, were content to dismiss him and the anti-vaccine movement in, ge in general as cranks. I raised my children with all their shots, trusting the medical profession to keep us healthy. 
until COVID. As the two weeks to flatten the curve turned into months and sometimes years, many people began to realize that there was something deeply wrong with many of our formerly trusted institutions. We saw businesses get shut down and livelihoods ruined. Decisions were not made in the best interest of normal Americans. Those who ran small businesses and relied on institutions like the public schools. When the jabs came along, things got weirder. National media was totally ignored, and the nation was expected to submit itself as a guinea pig for this treatment that had never been tested for long-term effects. When vaccine mandates began to be implemented, RFK Jr.'s advocacy for parental choice regarding medical treatment started to sound a lot more reasonable. It became obvious that there was a lot of lying and manipulation going on. I became increasingly suspicious of official voices and more willing to listen to figures like RFK Jr. I bought his book, The Real Anthony Fauci, almost as soon as it was available. I read the whole thing, all 492 pages, detailing one scam after another. You may not agree with RFK Jr. on every issue but no one can deny that he knows his material. And no one has sued him for libel or slander, which makes me think the book is mostly accurate. The real Anthony Fauci sold over a million copies and has more than 23,000 reviews, accumulating in 4.8 stars, yet garnered not, no book reviews from legacy media. So why are the Democrats so afraid of him? On pages... 142 to 142, RFK Jr. recounts going through, going from a sought after guest speaker whose articles were regularly featured in legacy media to a total outcast. His status changed abruptly once he turned from cleaning up water rays to pharmaceutical companies. However, he has deep pockets. He got the Kennedy name and he hasn't gone away. As the public in general became more and more distrustful of the COVID response, people became more willing to listen to non-mainstream voices like RFK Jr. His not, uh, non-profit Children's Health Defense saw its profits doubled in 2020. His Defeat the Mandates rally in January 2022 was attended by over 30,000 people. After the real Anthony Fauci was published, Tuck Carlson hosted RFK Jr. more regularly. The two men had an interview on April 19th, the day RFK Jr. announced his plan to run as a Democratic presidential candidate. On April 24th, five days later, Fox News filed fired Tucker, leading to speculation that Tucker's willingness to give RFK Jr. a large platform was part of the reason for his dismissal. RFK Jr. has been interviewed by the likes of Russell Brand and Jordan Peterson. Despite being, being endlessly labeled crazy and extremist, after watching him interact with a variety of hosts, he comes across as anything but. After immense social pressure, Instagram had to reinstate his original account, as well as his campaign account, once he announced his presidential bid. Former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has endorsed RFK, hmm. much to the outcry of the MSM, he's proven to be, he's proven to difficult to silence. He would be very impressive in a presidential debate. Rather than name-calling, if RFK 
is so dead wrong about vaccines and the children's health. Why doesn't anyone actually engage him? People refuse to engage in arguments with RFK Jr. because they can't. He's a longtime trial lawyer, so he's good at arguing, and he's also very, very intelligent. He's comfortable reading scientific material and, mu and understands much of the debates around childhood health and vaccines in a way that many people, even many college-educated people, just don't. For example, the real Anthony Fauci, on pages 285 to 286, he discusses the debate between Louis Pastor and Anton, um, Antonio Betchkin back in the 19th century. To simplify, Pastor is the guy who realized that germs spread diseases. He um, posited that by keeping environment, environments germ-free, we could avoid infections. Obviously, there's a lot of truth in this. It is the model Western healthcare runs on. Betchkin, however, who lived at about the same time as Pasteur, argued that it was so, wasn't so simple. He thought we could never kill every imaginable germ, nor should we try to. Instead, Betchkin, through our time, would be better spent focusing on optimal nutrition and basic sanitation, that our bodies would be best able to fight off whatever harmful germs come along. We know at this point that there is truth in this as well. And RFK Jr. uses Beskin's line of thinking to posit that maybe we should focus on focus more on higher quality food and healthier environment for children rather than more pharmaceutical products. There is nothing crazy about this. In fact, the more we uncover about the importance of the microbiome in our intestines, the more it makes sense. To David Crawman's Quam, book, The Tangled Tree, featured a lifetime work of microbiologist Carl Rose, um, Roses, Rose, excuse me. He puts the forth the recent research indicating that we understand the microscopic world with far less than we think we do. Simply lumping microscopic life forms into good and bad categories and then trying to kill off the bad ones cannot work when the lines between the species are fairly blurry. Many scientific, literate individuals understand this to varying degrees, and this is part of the reason that PhDs display the most persistent suspicion around the COVID vaccines. Time has proven them correct as we find that the jabs were, at best, fairly ineffective and, at worst, dangerous for certain groups. Controversial or not, he gets the word out. And that this all goes to prove that RFK Jr. understands issues at a level that most public figures just don't. His stances are definitely debatable. But they are not unhinged, and they don't come out of nowhere. However, because understanding his point of view well enough to engage in serious argument requires an understanding of both science and history, most pundits find it far simpler to just call him crazy and refuse to let him speak. 
Sounds like they did the wrong part. Wearing hat. Like, oh, he's wearing a tinfoil hat. Now they're all eating krill, right? Very similar, folks. But RFK Jr. get his gets his message out anyway. Finding alternative outlets, doing his best to expose the inner workings between big government and big business. And this is probably why RFK Jr. is just a thorn in the side of the Democratic establishment. He doesn't play along with most of the big donors he's supposed to play along with. He watched the Democratic Party go from being anti-war, anti-corporate, and pro-free speech and being a party of lockstep conformity. No other family represents the old Democratic Party the way the Kennedy clan does. He is in a unique position to point out the ways in which the Democratic Party has morphed into something completely different than it was even 20 years ago. RFK Jr. also has a pulse on using media in a way that the most established figures don't. During his recent interview with Jordan Peterson, he referenced the first televised presidential debate in 1960 when young, handsome John F. Kennedy mopped the floor with Richard Nixon. The way in which his uncle used the newest form of media to his advantage 60 years ago obviously made an impression on RFK Jr. He said that Trump won the 2016 election in part because he used the Twitter to his advantage, even though legacy media treated his campaign as a joke. RFK Jr. believes that the 2024 race will be hugely influenced by podcasts, and he he has real advantage here because... Unlike so many other candidates, he is ready and willing to sit down and debate for two and three hours at a time. He is an interesting candidate. It should make it clear again that I disagree with RFK Jr. on plenty of issues. I used to work in oil and gas, and I think his characterization of clean, clean wind and solar is a way off. I could argue with him on that. But I'm happy he's out there throwing rocks at establishment windows and forcing powerful figures to either explain themselves or prove by their silence that they were ha- they, that they have something to hide. What are your thoughts? Is RFK Jr. a viable candidate? What do you think of him? Pros and cons? Do you think he has any chance in his presidential run? Let's discuss him. The media response his candidacy in his comment section. And there's, um, he, he's a cultivator, by the way. And there's a lot of stuff down here, too, with the, with the, with the comments. And some people like him, you know, some people may disagree with some of the stuff, which is the human thing. However, I like it. It's time to tell the establishment, the Bushite clan, remember, Democrats and Republicans, they have them, okay? So, nothing new. Look at Joe Biden. Look at Barack Obama. Look at Bill Clinton. They're Democrats, and they love George Herbert Walker Bush as, as their lord and savior. And of course, little Jorge Jr. himself. The, the patsy, you know? And I, one thing I got to say, too, because um, he's play, he, like, I read his website. He's very pro-Bill of Rights and all that. I don't, I don't say civil rights. I say pro-natural rights. That's essential. And, you know, he made his mistakes, you know, like the heroin ordeal. But the man better himself. So we can't cast stones on that. Of course, we're going to throw all this garbage on this man. They're going to try to shut him up. And I encourage all the Democrats, versus the Democrats out there, support this man. If the other people are maybe running, they suck at their job. 
<laughs> Plain and simple. They're awful, stupid, lousy, want to control you like peasants. Don't be that peasant. Be the inspirator. Be the maverick. You know, the populist movement, they want to shut up. RFK Jr., Donald Trump. Yeah, I have my disagreements with Donald Trump too. Don't get me wrong. I admit it. But the cultists out there, all right, for an example. Now you got those, you got those that say Donald Trump didn't does no wrong. You got the ones that hate him with the passion. If he does good things, they still want to censure him. That's those are the cultists. All right. Regardless if they love him, does no wrong, or hate him with a passion. And if people get offended by that, good. Because we all have those human elements. We have the right to criticize our politicians. That's part of our Bill of Rights culture. Whether it's federal or state. And one thing about Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he is rattling cages. And Thomas Jefferson said the best. A little rebellion now and then is good. I think this time it's got to be done again with the information war. That's my intake on it. I would love to hear from you folks. That will be it. I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share us throughout your social media networks. Questions, comments, all that good stuff. Love, hate, and uh, compliments, criticism. Whatever you do, please use the quorum. Furthermore, I'll leave the footnotes on my page on this ep- for this episode. If you want to contact me, go to LokiLuck03 at ProtonMail.com. If you want to donate, go to PayPal.me or Cash.app forward slash LokiLuck3. Support the Organic Prepper. Daily Reckoning. That'd be great. You know why? The big corporate media wants to Spin your wheels, trigger you, not have you think. I say do the opposite. Don't be like them. Once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Till next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.